This needs to be said. Backup quarterbacks are important, and sometimes they can win a league. Far too many content creators out there just gloss over the topic and say things like, just grab anybody or you don't need three quarterbacks in a one QB league. Let me tell you something. I've been doing this 20 years, and I'll tell you this right now. If you're a big trader, a lot of trades can be opened up via a quarterback being added into a deal when a team loses their quarterback or when a team better yet has a quarterback that doesn't deliver. Anthony Richardson's on this list, but maybe somebody drafts him and he doesn't live up to expectations and you've got one of these big monsters you can trade. We're breaking down why these three guys, among a few other quarterbacks, are vital to be thrown onto your bench and why sometimes grabbing three of them in a 1QB league leads to victory make backup quarterbacks great again the fantasy football show begins right now from the fantasyfootballshow.com studios it's the fantasy football show This topic is long overdue because I use this strategy every single year to win leagues, to win trades, to put myself in an advantageous position, to recover from an injury. And let me explain for a second what I mean by recover from an injury. Cooper Cup, I even gave this example a month ago on the channel, maybe more than a month ago, that if you go into the season with little Cooper Cup and you take the risk on Cooper Cup, which I told you not to take, and you take him number four or number five overall, and he suffers a re-injury, which he did, then you're in a little bit of a pinch and you need to make a move. What better move to make than to say to yourself, okay, I'm already down and out. I'm already behind. I've got Aaron Rodgers. I've got Jordan Love on my bench right now, and I've got a quarterback that's a top four or five quarterback. You got Lamar. Lamar Jackson, and now you can trade Lamar away for a wide receiver. Let's say it's a St. Brown, an Olave. You're going from Lamar Jackson to Jordan Love. Risky, I know. Rolling the dice, I know, but it is a fun move to make. Aaron Rodgers, he's going to have a great year. You're making that downgrading your lineup, taking your quarterback piece, and you're trading it away for an Olave, for a Ridley, for a piece that you can throw right in your Cooper Cup spot. The problem with having one quarterback, and this is where I laugh when analysts say, and some analysts have said this about me, you can't draft three quarterbacks in a one QB league, which is really ridiculous when you think about it, because in this particular situation, when I'm obviously targeting quarterback trades throughout the year all the time, there are tons of teams that, that don't have a consistent quarterback. They thought they did. They drafted a, a guy like like Anthony Richardson, one of our potential backup quarterbacks. Some people bank on him. He doesn't work out. And then what? Or in the case of Lamar, some people draft Lamar, who's disappointed three straight years in a row, Lamar Jackson owners have been my target where I go after that owner and say, hey, I've got a Jordan Love. Hey, I've got an Aaron Rodgers. They're popping off. I'm not saying Lamar will disappoint again. I'm saying that you'll probably have somebody, and and he could, but somebody that has a quarterback that we didn't think would disappoint a la Lamar for three straight years or Russell Wilson. It's going to happen again this year. That's when you target that player or that, that team that has that player. Then I take my, let's say, second round running back I upgrade it into a late first round running back equivalent for throwing in a quarterback. That's that strategy. But going back a minute, when you lose a quarterback, like in the case where you had Lamar, and let's say he disappoints a fourth year in a row because he has disappointed three years in a row. Let's say he disappoints you four years in a row. Something happens. He's no longer your starter. Knock on wood. And now 
you have to roll to your bench. But the problem is you only have Aaron Rodgers on your bench. Now who becomes your backup? I know some people don't want to roster three quarterbacks, and, and sometimes it depends on the depth of your bench. If you only have five bench spots, you can't hold three quarterbacks. If you have eight, nine, ten bench spots, you might be able to. If we're talking about holding a Bateman or a wide receiver seven, I'm taking the extra high-powered quarterback that could get me a bigger trade as a throw-in. These guys as a throw-in look very powerful. Some of the best trades I've ever made in fantasy football have been, let's swap pretty close to even players, even though I'm saying I'm targeting this guy's Alave using a, a third or fourth round wide receiver. I'm targeting a player I quietly believe to be way better than an even swap, but I go to somebody who's struggling at quarterback and I say, hey, I'll give you Aaron Rodgers who's popping off right now. And because I have a third one in Jordan Love, I'm not a afraid to, to give up Aaron Rodgers. That's the whole point in having three quarterbacks if your bench will allow it, is it allows you to be flexible with one of your three quarterbacks to then return to having two really good quarterbacks. And now you've got a positional upgrade you couldn't have had if you weren't astute enough to, to pile up your quarterback room with a bunch of gunslingers. So you go to somebody, you say, hey, give me your running back one for my running back one when you believe there's to be a whole lot better and I'll throw in a quarterback because you're struggling and you rolled the dice with Russell Wilson. You rolled the dice with Anthony Richardson who again could be a backup. A lot of people draft him like in the seven round range, six round range and then they take an Aaron Rodgers then they want to start Aaron Rodgers but have him on the bench. I mean he could be a backup. He could also be a player people are starting and disappoint. But these two are my favorite players to consume together as your backup duo behind your starter. And it's attainable. They're going in double digit rounds. Who cares about passing on, like I said, a Bateman or an extra wide receiver 5-6 that you don't necessarily love. You're just trying to consume as many wide receivers as possible. There are so many wide receivers that could be had later that replace the wide receivers you're ignoring here. Like I'll take Tank Dell later to grab Jordan Love earlier. I'll take Jarek McKinnon later to take Aaron Rodgers earlier. Again, it is so crucial to understand that the reason having both of these gentlemen as my backup allows me to make a move without affecting the security of my backup quarterback because I've got two of them. Now, if you're in a 10-man league, an 8-man league, this doesn't work as well because everybody's got really good quarterbacks. But in a 12, especially a 14, especially a 16, you have a lot of firepower behind you. Now, I've said this before. In a 1QB non-best ball, in best ball, sometimes we'll draft two big name quarterbacks early because it's optimal scoring and on underdog fantasy promo code smitty they'll match up to 100 in your first deposit i do recommend trying that approach we draft tonight at about 1 a.m tomorrow probably 1 a.m so make sure you go to underdog use the link in the description they'll match up to 100 but but in those leagues i'll draft two big name quarterbacks because it's optimal scoring you can't get it wrong they'll insert the highest scoring quarterback for you each week and so it's a, it's advantageous to do a little double stack there in a one qb but but i want to preface right now that in a one quarterback league or one tight end league that isn't best ball mind you no one should be drafting two early quarterbacks together nobody should be drafting two early tight ends together we had my, my boy spiffy who i love and shout out to spiffy for being such an amazing person by the way when we talk about a scenario i don't want him to get all upset but he took uh kelsey around two last year kyle pitts around three on the chance that he could control the tight end market that is one of the worst ideas you could ever 
uh, assemble. On top of that, taking, let's say, a Burrow and then a Fields in a 1QB in a non-best ball, that's also an awful idea because you're putting yourself in a box and you might not have a trade offer all year long. Don't make a move that requires a move in order for you to win. That's not what I'm saying here. What I'm saying here is deep into the double-digit rounds, you're controlling the backup quarterback market that not only secures your own team. If, let's say, you draft Joe Burrow, he has a calf injury again, and now you've got two absolute monsters to choose from, one of which could miss because you got the other one. And it's such a secure feeling knowing you've got the three quarterbacks to walk into your season. No matter what happens, you will not miss a beat at the quarterback position not to mention you could play matchups between these guys that are double digit round guys that are going to play like top six to 12 guys but the trade power is where it's at the ability to replace your quarterback if you do trade him away in the example of cooper cup you got cooper cup against my advice he got injured now what do you do now you can trade away Lamar Jackson to a quarterback needy team and you can roll with these two guys and you don't need to roll with one of them because you have two of them. You have two absolute monsters waiting in the wings and now you don't even need to worry about making a backup quarterback move because you are prepared and you have two of them ready to roll. It's so stupid to be against this strategy when the the, the alternative is to own an extra Rashad Bateman. I don't understand how this is a, oh, it's dumb to hold three quarterbacks. It is if you're drafting them early. What I'm saying is you're consuming late guys to dominate the market, to dominate the opportunities that are out there, whether you have an injury to a Cooper Cup and you need to get rid of Lamar Jackson or your starter, or you have somebody that gets decimated with injury and they'll go shopping for your quarterback. Probably not straight up. The the key is the two for one. The key is you throw in one of these guys. You throw in one of these guys. Justin just subscribed. Throwing one of these guys, Love or Aaron Rodgers, to get your slight bump at running back, to turn your high-end running back two into a high-end running back one, to turn your wide receiver two into a wide receiver one, to turn a wide receiver you got in the third or fourth round into an Alave, who we believe will be a second-round player. That is the way to manipulate and control the quarterback market in a non-best ball one QB redraft that has larger benches. Now get out of here and go apply the strategy. From the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show.